Okay, welcome back, everybody. <laughs> it's Jillian and Lorraine. And today we have Linda and Eva on our podcast, uh, which we are thinking, we're deciding to call Two Yoke Girls. We're back and forth on the name, but uh, we're excited anyways to have multiple yoke girls on this phone call <laughs> and to talk about today um, our 200 hour training so we get the question a lot and I think some people feel comfortable just asking it to us straight out and some people you know spend many of hours on the internet trying to figure out what the difference is between everybody's 200 hour training because there's quite a few quite a few studios um, who run them and what the benefits are of doing a certain one. And we can speak really mainly to our own, um, but we have some good perspective here with Lorraine running it for many years, Linda right by her side for those same exact amount of years. Um, I've jumped in in the last three or four years to help and Eva has taken both our 200 hour and our 300 hour training. I think so, a lot of people start with the question of why would you do a teacher training, you know, I think some people know like, oh, I, I really want to do this. Other people like, I, I think I might want to maybe down the road. So I think it could be helpful to sort of flesh out why somebody might do a 200 hour. Eva, maybe you have the clearest perspective of what makes you raise your hand and ask the question, you know, what separates your 200 hour and kind of fill in the blanks of why you would do it. Do you have any insight? Um. You definitely need the why, I think, and there could be more than one. And as I discovered, the why can change as you go through the training. Um, but uh, you, you need some interest. You need some curiosity, I think. And I was already kind of in the community. So I knew the inside of the place and of that family. And I just want to be more part of it. So I didn't really took it apart and I didn't have grand plans to be teacher or whatever I just wanted to be more around those people that I admire so much as teacher and as humans and um and um and of course I loved yoga so I'm like I'm just gonna go study a little bit more so I can you know explore my practice and learn from the best which it, of course I thought those are the best teachers that I have um and then it kind of changed, it shifted through the training. It was amazing. It's, it's very organic. So um, you learn what you need to learn about yoga, how to put a class together and all that. But there was so much more that kind of just spin my world around. <laughs> and I came out as a very different person and with different whys. And, and um, so it's, I think it's very personal, but you, you want to have something that draws you to it, not just somebody tells you to do it, or, you, you know, you should, or it's the time you, you do want to feel that somewhere in your heart um, to do it. And, and then where you go, of course, I would come here again and do it again to my 200. Um, and 300 is a little bit like the next level. Um, I was as terrified as for the 200. <laughs> um, but again, this, the, the group of teachers and their role models, I just want to follow and learn from them because they continue to learn all along. They're not just sitting in the basement and watch TV. They always do something new. They bring new people and new faces, new teachers. And um, it's, it's something that I loved. It's a, it's a different level. You find different ways, <laughs> um, but I love them both. Eva, I love that. I love the idea of curiosity. 
And Lynn, I think you can probably speak to this too. I think that drives a lot of your teaching and your continued learning is that just curiosity. And I think when there's curiosity, you can't really get it wrong. Um, I would venture to say that our group of teachers and teacher trainees even are very comfortable being students and learning. Um, so Lynn, I think you bring that spirit really organically, like Eva's talking about, to the, to the teacher training and to your classes. They're always evolving. And I mm. think your sequencing does that really beautifully. It comes from like, oh, what about this next? Like, could you do this? What would it look like? How does it feel? Um, and I don't know if it feels like that's on purpose or it's just part of your personality. Definitely not on purpose. <laughs> um, I know teachers who um, write down every one of their sequences mm. and have notebooks full of them. And even when I was a brand new teacher, I never wrote anything down. Um, oh, Linda, tell your story. Yes. Tell with your Tina, story with <laughs> Tina. <laughs> yeah, tell that. So uh, Tina is, Tina writes everything down. She has yeah. notebook upon notebook. Um, she was, she always, she taught that 11 o'clock class. So I would, you know, I was there and I always took it. She would come in to the studio 30 minutes ahead of time. And just really her. quick, Lynn, I'm just going to give people a little background on Tina. She trained with Ralph Gates. She trained who's, you know, kind of this name and person and personality in the yoga teaching world. So she trained with him. She was an assistant for him and his teacher trainings. She also trained with Anna Dea Judith and did her chakra trainings with them. So Tina is somebody who is multifaceted. Tina Adonio, for those of you who don't know her, um, it's a real treat to practice with her and to learn from her. Uh, we happen to be good friends with her. And so when you say the name Tina, we know exactly who you're talking about. But just in case somebody doesn't know Tina, you know, she kind of teaches here and there, but also has a full-time job and a very full life. So anyway, go ahead, Lynn. Yeah, she's brilliant. She's brilliant, not just in her yoga um, teaching, but she's brilliant outside. She's mm. So it, that's probably why she is as high as she is, because, <laughs> you know, she is very scheduled, really on top of things. And so she'd come in 30 minutes ahead of time with her notebook, with her sequence, and she would practice it. She'd be in the, she'd be in the office practicing what she was going to do. And it was a little joke between us because I'm kind of, you know, fly by the seat of my pants. Um, I was doing a workshop and I was had it in my head what I was going to do, but I thought maybe I'll write it down. And I got as far as one word in my notebook and I wrote seated. That was it. <laughs> and I left it in the office and Tina came in to teach the next day. She took a picture of it and she sent it to me via text. And she said, do you mind if I use your sequence today? <laughs> <laughs> it was a big empty page. The heading, like Sita. workshop sequence. And so, then step one, seated. <laughs> hilarious. Um, but the, I, I find that the way... That's the thing about the teacher trainees as well, mm. right? They, they, there isn't one reason why somebody takes a teacher training. There is so many different reasons. And the, the more um, trainees that we meet throughout the years, we can put some of them into little categories maybe, um, but, and they, they're all looking for something different. The way that I teach, I think is just part of my personality so that I almost don't even know what I'm gonna teach that day until I go in. Um, and then sometimes I'll be planning something and just change it. I'll say, no, I think I like mm. this better. I say that in class and said, ah, you know what? I don't want to do that. Let's do this instead. Um, 
So maybe part of what feels or seems creative to other people is that I can't remember anything I taught the last class. Well, I think is part of even- it is, is also you read the room. I think our teacher trainees often say, you know, how did Linda know? And I think you're reading what they're saying or experiencing. And we've had so many groups that we can start to predict the life cycle of a teacher training, like where there's confusion, where there's frustration, where there's their natural parts of if I could create the span of teacher training. It's like a bell curve almost. Like you start to climb up, you feel excited, you get nervous, you want to quit, you keep going, you're proud of yourself. And you know the life cycle as much as I do, Lynn. And so when they come in and they're like, I I don't get this, you're like, oh, let me pivot a little bit so that you get exactly what I know that you're struggling with. Even if you didn't use the word struggle, right? Or they didn't say they're struggling, you kind of know. It is kind of beautiful the way that we do the training because I think that it's very concrete. First of all, I think it's very, it, there's mm. the, the, the abstract nature of some of the things is something we can't really do. It's, it's like an alchemy of, of the different types of people. So it, it helps to flow each training. Everybody learns what they need to learn, but the trainings flow in a way that if one group is really going off in this other direction, we'll go with them if it's something that's going to be helpful to their training. Um, if they get through stuff really quickly, we're able to shift and say, okay, you know, we can move on to this next piece. So um, I think that, that the way that we teach the training and because we've been doing it so long and we've seen so many different ways um, really benefits the group. And the group, mm-hmm. as you know, is everything. Sometimes you think they're not going to, they are so different they don't even seem like they're making eye contact with each other. And by the end, they're like going to each other's weddings, and, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, stopping by to drop off chicken soup because somebody posted they weren't feeling well. So there really is this bonding that I, I've never seen it take place anywhere else. Mm. They're always shocked about how much friends they are at the end. But if you, I think if you think about it, Teacher training is um, becomes this like pressure cooker of change and experience over over ten months or however many months, and so you you are asking people to step out of their comfort zone, to be vulnerable, to stand up and speak, to stand up and speak things they've never spoken before. No matter how many times you flow through it on the mat, it's different when it's trying to get out of your mouth, um, and so you really are creating a safe space. And I, that is one thing that is imperative in all of our teacher trainings and has always just kind of happened, or maybe Lorraine, Lorraine's magic and Linda's magic just does that. But the safe space becomes a place where they can be super vulnerable, where they can learn and grow. And, um, and how can you not be attached to the person sitting next to you after that experience? Right. It's, you know, it's almost like, I don't know. I loved my nurse after I, I gave birth. <laughs> she was my she was my best friend. I'd still call her to this day. It's just a life-changing experience. And the people who ride it with you are there. One of my favorite things is they finally get to be really honest about the yoga practice. I think in a group class, or even if you have a one-on-one setting, sometimes people don't admit like, I don't like this posture. Everybody else looks like they're blissful doing whatever it is that the group is doing. And so when it, when your hip hurts or when it hurts your low back, or when you need to shift or adjust, it can feel like you're the one who doesn't fit in. Whereas in yoga teacher training, that's the magic. Like, tell me more about where 
or why this posture doesn't feel good. Let's figure that out because you're definitely not the only one. So the experience takes the forefront and then you can't get it wrong because every body is really different. Every body's experience is really different where they hold tension, where they let go, where it's easy, where it's challenging. So that's the real good stuff and the magic. And we invite people to play with that and get good at sharing and telling and feeling like, oh, that's where we can lean in a little more instead of trying to stay the same and have some group think. We really want everybody to have their experience and their input and their own words. Um, There are some teacher trainings where you get a script. Ours was never that way. We don't want to create um, like replicas or whatever there's probably a word for when you replicate someone or something, but we don't want that. We want everybody to be bringing their experience, their life experience, so that when they teach, their students are really attracted to what attracted them to yoga. And so it's this really amazing thing to watch. Um, one other thing that I want to add is that our teacher training is structured such that it's not a one-person show. It's not the, you know, the Rolf Gates show, not that Rolf does that, but it's it's something where the teacher's experience and the trainee's experience are something that becomes the real thing that we shine the spotlight on. I don't know everything. Linda doesn't know everything. Eva doesn't know everything. But together, Jillian doesn't know everything. But together, we can really flesh out something that feels whole, varied, and then the person in the training can add their own perspective. And that's just as valuable as mine or yours. Yeah. Um- Two things that each one of you said that I think is like really beautiful. Jillian said, we create a safe space. Mm. And Lorraine said, when we start to talk about, you know, like when we start to talk about something as, as concrete as I don't like the way that pose feels in my hip and people start to go feel safe about that. It becomes expansive beyond that. That's why the teacher training feels so transformative. It isn't just that you're learning this new skill, getting some insight into this practice that you love so much. There is this um, dropping of the veil. And once that starts to happen, um, people really start to open up in a way that um, is just really beautiful. I mean, we see it all the time. Um, Jill, I think we have to keep to 10 minutes and I think we could probably go on, but I just want to bring it back to what Eva said at the beginning. I think having a why to keep you going, just like we mentioned the life cycle of a teacher trainee, you know, I think having that deeper why helps you go deeper and really lean in, like Linda said, and then that curiosity. I think we all have it in the field of yoga and really in the field of life. We're just constantly curious and wondering and asking questions. So just to sum it up, I think our teacher training brings those really natural parts of a person and almost operationalizes it and creates this space where people bond and people become more of who they are and connect even more why they love yoga. Um, So it's really kind of a fascinating thing from our perspective to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I also, I think we, I, we should do this as the next episode, but just a little bit of insight into the industry on kind of different perspectives on how bodies move and different schools of teaching alignment versus functional movement or where you are learning from, like where our teachers are actually learning from seeps right into our teacher training. So um, I think it would be interesting for people who aren't in in the yoga industry to get a peek into kind of the back and forth 
that teachers feel um, when we're learning. So we will pick that up next time. Yes. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys. Thanks, Ev. And then just to do our our outro music, it's, uh, oops, it's by Mikey B, right? So thanks for joining us. Hopefully we'll see you guys again next time. Eva, thank you. Linda, thanks. And Jill, I'll see you later. Bye.